this is Road Trip Branson. I'm your host, Rebecca Schlau. Welcome to episode two. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about Silver Dollar City. I just feel like I need to give credit where credit is due. If it wasn't for Silver Dollar City, I really don't think Branson would be what it is today. So it's only fair that we start this podcast journey off with a big detailed explanation of what Silver Dollar City is and why you should go. If you don't already know, Silver Dollar City is a theme park in Branson, Missouri. It opened in 1960. It's a great theme park and it's themed after the 1880s. And I'm not talking about fancy Parisian 1880s. I'm talking about Hillbilly Ozark 1880s. Personally, I love the theme. I think it's so creative and clever and gives a down-homey sort of feel to Silver Dollar City. It's a solid theme park. It's got a ton of charm, really great rides, roller coasters, lots of crafts, lots of great food, lots of good festivals, and it's got an amazing Christmas display. Now, Silver Dollar City started off as a cave. Yes, it started off as Marvel Cave, and the owners of the cave decided to start building around it, and in 19... 60s, late 1960s, they started charging admission for the cave and a few other attractions, and they just built upon it from there. Luckily, you can still go to this cave. It's Marvel Cave. I've actually never been inside Marvel Cave, and I'm embarrassed to say that because it's something I've always wanted to do as an adult. It just seems like every chance that I would get to go into the cave, it was either closed or now I have kids and they can't go. Silver Dollar City is different than other theme parks, as I mentioned, because everyone's dressed like 1880s, but all the buildings are styled in that fashion. There's also tons of demonstrations from that time period, which are very educational and really interesting to watch. So like for instance, they have old timey candle making, or glass blowing. They have guys making pottery, people doing leather crafts. They have people working on knives, baking, you know, fresh bread from scratch, wood carving, blacksmithing. I mean, it is incredible what this park offers. So even if you weren't a big fan of going on rides or seeing shows, You could just hang out and watch all the demonstrations and get your money's worth of an afternoon. As I just said, there are lots of shows that get really good reviews. Now, when I go to a theme park, I'm really not big on the shows. But from what I hear from a lot of people who are into shows, they offer some pretty good ones. And again, you could go to Silver Dollar City for the afternoon and just watch shows if that was your thing. I don't really stop and watch the shows, but I do appreciate the music of the shows. And really just the music around the whole park. You'll notice a lot of old-timey banjo sounding music, you know kind of reminiscent of Deliverance, but that's okay because it's really cool and it's fun to listen to. 
And the music really helps set the mood. And so they'll pipe in music through hidden speakers throughout the park. But if you do get a chance to walk by one of the places having an outdoor music show, just stop and appreciate all the amazing artists and the talent that Silver Dollar City employs. There is one show that I have seen or I've tried to watch the whole thing before, and that is A Christmas Carol. So the classic Charles Dickens tale is told at the Opera House at Silver Dollar City and has a great cast full of music. Pretty fun. My kids lose interest halfway into it, so we've had to leave. But I think it's a pretty worthwhile show, and I like that it's a, it's a play and not just music. There is one show that we've made it to every single year, and at Christmas time they have a kids program, which is a cute little show, singing and dancing with puppets, and all the kids get to get up on stage and sit, and it's so cute. And they also have some kid participation and sometimes bubbles, and we always somehow manage to check that one out. I would tell you the name of this show, but it seems like it has changed within the last year. It used to be frosty, and I think now it might be like a big tree. So just check out what the kids' show is, and it will be offered several times a day. Which leads me to the next point in that all the shows are offered several times a day. So you can look at the guide or look online and check out what times... Each show is playing, and then you can plan your trip accordingly. However, some of the shows do get really long waits, and if you want to make sure that you get a seat, it is advised to get there early, just like you would if you're waiting in line for a ride. So check those out and go through and look at the ones that you think you and your family might enjoy. Speaking of shows and music, Silver Dollar City is known for festivals. So they constantly seem to offer some sort of seasonal festival whether that is a spring festival or a bluegrass and barbecue festival towards the summer and in the middle of the summer they have a star spangled summer and that has different shows appealing to kids and uh, you know families and they also have a southern gospel festival with a lot of gospel music they have the National Harvest and Cowboy Festival, which is something you're going to see in the autumn. And then, of course, they have Old Tommy Christmas, which starts in November and ends in December. The next point is Silver Dollar City closes. It's not open year-round. You're going to have the season from March until December. So that means from January until March... They are shut down completely. You are not being admitted. Which makes a lot of sense because if you've ever gone in the middle of December, you know how cold it gets. It can be pretty miserable in southern Missouri in the winter. So I'm not too surprised they shut it down. On the other side of the spectrum, Silver Dollar City does get pretty toasty in the summer months, which makes those water rides they offer very appealing. Compared to other theme parks, though, I really don't think Silver Dollar City becomes as miserably hot because it has the advantage of lots of natural shade. Silver Dollar City is pretty much built in the Ozark Mountains. There's tons of shade trees around. You're also located on 
very big, steep hills. So yes, you will get your exercise if you go to Silver Dollar City, which is a big challenge when you have a massive stroller like we do. But we are always up for it and it's kind of fun going up that huge hill. Now, if you are someone with some physical limitations and mobility is a bit limited, I would advise going ahead and getting an electric wheelchair because I think that would just make your life a lot easier. And you're not going to be alone. A lot of people use those electric wheelchairs if that's something you're interested in. To be honest, Silver Dollar City draws in crowds of all ages. It's not just a theme park for thrill seekers or kids. This has great appeal for older generations. And again, that's part of what's unique about Silver Dollar City is that there's really stuff to do for everybody and no matter what your physical limitations may be. Silver Dollar City really caters to all ages, specifically families. They are very family friendly. They are not gonna curse, they're not gonna spit, they're not gonna promote any sort of bad behavior. From my perspective, it seems to be a Christian-based theme park. Now, they don't just stuff that down your throat. So if you're not Christian, you're still going to be welcome there, of course. But during some of the shows, sometimes they do pray and mention Jesus around Christmas time. I kind of mentioned the demonstrations earlier, but that's also a big draw to Silver Dollar City. One of my favorites is going inside this building that has seating around kind of a kitchen stage and there's people dressed in the 1880s and they are making homemade peanut brittle and it smells amazing in there and you watch the whole process and it's almost relaxing or therapeutic just to stand in there and watch and of course one of the best things about this demonstration is at the end you get to sample some of the products that they were just making right in front of you of course they do encourage you to buy some on your way out of the store and obviously that free sample works because after you taste this peanut brittle you're probably gonna want to buy some too the place where you buy the peanut brittle is also a candy store and i know i enjoy and my kids enjoy just walking around and looking at all the different types of candy they also have some taffy they do homemade taffy there which is delicious when I was younger, I used to like to go into the candle making store and they have lots of different candles to buy, but you can also dip your own. So it's a really fun activity for your kids to do and a pretty neat souvenir. Another demonstration area that draws in a crowd is the glass blowing area. And there you watch someone from start to finish work with glass in those really hot ovens and they're tinkering with it, and they're talking to you the whole time. So they let you know what the process is like, and then they blow into those big tubes into the glass, and of course there is a shop where you can see the finished products, but it's amazing to watch these guys in action, and it's, it's a lot of fun. I appreciate it a lot more as an adult. I think when I was younger, I would get bored watching those sorts of demonstrations and crafts, but now it's truly a joy to see. And there's lots of other demonstrations I'm not gonna get into, but check out Silver Dollar City online and just look at the many different types of crafts and craftsman style 
offerings that they have and just see what sorts of things you and your family may enjoy watching or learning more about. One of the best things about Silver Dollar City is the food. Now, let me tell you, my mouth is watering just thinking about some of the things they have to offer. It is really, really good. We're not talking about your standard burgers and fries at a theme park, although you can get that sort of thing. We're talking about potatoes, sausage, vegetable skillets, barbecue, fresh roasted corn on the cob dripped in butter, fresh skillet cooked chips, pork rinds, cinnamon rolls with different sorts of frosting, funnel cakes of all different toppings, and one of my favorite things there are the homemade apple turnovers with hot apple butter on top of it. Oh my goodness. I want some of that right now. There are so many different food options. I think I'm going to have to do another podcast just simply on the food that they have there. They also have just great little snacks. They have these potatoes on a stick where the potato is all cut up and swirled on a stick. And then you get to go to the toppings like different flavored salts and just spread it all over the uh, potato chips on a stick. They do have a place where you can get pizza and calzones. They also have, of course, Dippin' Dots. And during the winter months, you can get different seasonal yummies, such as s'mores that are made with big old chocolate chip cookies slathered with chocolate and marshmallows. You can get hot chocolate. You can get hot apple cider. You can get hot apple dumplings. There are so many delicious food options. I beg of you to try them. Just trust me. Enjoy the fruits of Silver Dollar City. They go to a lot of effort to make this food stand out and boy does it. And all the foods I've mentioned so far have just been the fast food or the stands. There's also several little restaurants you can go to for the more traditional sit-down sort of meals with a server. Our favorites is the Lucky Silvermine restaurant, which is an underground buffet. It really feels like you're in a mine when you're eating, and it's a really cool atmosphere that you can't get at any other place that I can think of. I always really like the buffet. I guess I'm kind of a buffet person. I like traditional southern style foods and I like to eat mass quantities so I actually really like buffets and of course my children love it too but it's a really cozy atmosphere. There's a lot of other dining experiences I haven't talked about but again I think I'm going to save a lot of my reviews for another podcast where I'm going to review my favorite foods, favorite restaurants, and different things to snack on throughout the park. As I mentioned, Silver Dollar City is a great park to go at all ages. I've already mentioned that kids and thrill seekers love the rides. Older folks and adults who don't want to ride rides will still have a great time going to the shows and the demonstrations. But there's also things to do for the littlest of visitors. Those that are babies and toddlers and little bitty kids, there's quite a few attractions for them. There's even a little petting zoo area. So don't be afraid to bring the babies and the toddlers. 
There's several rides that they can go on with a parent. There's also lots of different activities for them to do, face painting, crafts, little games. They're gonna enjoy themselves, so don't be afraid to bring the babies. They won't get bored. That being said, uh, I guess little babies may get bored, but for those mommies that are nursing, there is a nursing station at Silver Dollar City, so that made me happy because they are breastfeeding friendly. Currently, my baby son is only one, and he's been to Silver Dollar City a few times, and he's had a great time each time that we've gone. He's gone in the little treehouse area, the carousel, different kitty rides. He's watched some little shows. He stuck his hand in some water and he's petted some animals. So there were things to keep him busy and also my five and seven year old. There were lots of things to keep them busy. The downside to Silver Dollar City being so amazing is that it also can draw really, really big crowds, which can make things kind of uncomfortable at times. I have found that particularly near Christmas time on Saturdays or just the weekends in general, that the crowds are huge. Sometimes it's hard to find a spot when you're trying to watch the big tree show or even the cute little Rudolph parade or just lines to do some basic attractions seem to get really long. Just leaving the park seems to take a long time because it always seems at the end of the night there's a rush of people leaving and you're just waiting in line to go through this huge gift shop to get you out into the tram or parking lot area and your car's a good half a mile mile away from the entrance and so it's gonna take you a minute to leave especially when it's crowded well I guess even when it's not crowded it's gonna take a while to get back to your car so take advantage of the trams and buses that they offer in the parking lot but anyway it does get crowded that's what I'm trying to say it gets crowded and you need to prepare for that. If you are someone who wants to avoid the crowds, I would take advantage of days during the week that it's opened. Now, in the fall and the winter, they're not gonna be open seven days a week. They usually open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now at Christmas time, they just recently started opening up some Wednesdays. That would be the best bet. If you were able to get to Silver Dollar City at Christmas time on a Wednesday or a Thursday, I would do it. That's when you're gonna have the lowest crowds. That's when your kids are gonna be in school. Try to hit Silver Dollar City when the kids are going to be in school for the lowest crowds. However, if you're a parent or you just can't avoid going on Saturdays, just manage your expectations. Try to get there very early. There will be a line of cars just to get into the parking lot. I would really try to get to the park at least an hour early. It's going to take you a very long time to get in the line of cars, park your car, and get all the way up to the front entrance. So just manage those expectations. If you're going thinking it's not going to be crowded and everything's going to be walk-on to all the rides and you're not going to have any trouble getting seats for shows, you're setting yourself up for a bad time. You're setting yourself up to be disappointed. Silver Dollar City is a booming, popular theme park. People come from so many states over just to go there. So that being said, 
Do try to plan out your trip to Silver Dollar City, keeping the crowds in mind and also knowing you're not going to be able to do every single thing you want to do. Earlier I mentioned the weather. The weather can be very, very hot or it can be extremely cold. Dress appropriately and bring extra things as needed. For us, we are always packed with our stroller fan, our ponchos. Of course, we have a huge stroller to carry all that around, so that's really easy. In the summer, we are wearing really lightweight clothes. We wear light shoes and we do plan on getting wet so make sure the footwear you're wearing in the summer can get wet now in the winter time we we bundle up hardcore keep in mind a lot of the things to do at silver dollar city are outdoors the majority of your time will be outdoors you need to plan for it to be very cold you need to bring lots of layers um, even if you go inside it's much easier to take off layers and get comfortable than it is if you didn't wear enough layers. So plan accordingly to the weather. For more information about Silver Dollar City, just do an internet search. Go to Silver Dollar City's website. I like going to TripAdvisor and doing my own research and looking through other people's blogs and posts about it, of course but there's lots of ways to get more information about Silver Dollar City. They also have an app that you can download on iTunes and other phones. So I encourage you to check that out. That will come in handy when you actually make it to the park. They also sometimes offer ticket specials, packages, things like that. We have a season pass to Silver Dollar City since we go at least twice. If you're going to go at least twice a year, it's worth it just to buy a season pass. The season pass can get you some discounts on food and also discounts on some other local attractions. So you may want to look into it if you know you're going to go for more than one day. Well, that wraps everything up on episode two. Tune in next time where I go through all of the attractions and rides at Silver Dollar City. I'm also going to give you my personal reviews on a lot of the rides. And I'll let you know the rides that my kids liked, even if I didn't like them. For those listeners who might be planning a Disney World vacation or are thinking about a Disney World vacation and who need some extra tips and information, feel free to check out my other podcast at Road Trip WDW. I'm also planning on starting a few Facebook pages for each of the podcasts. So we'll have a Road Trip Branson and Road Trip WDW. All right, gang, I'm out of here. Check me out next time for Road Trip Branson.